Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shirtliff. The show is heard on WBCQ The Planet every Tuesday and Thursday evenings at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also hear it on Podomatic, podomatic.com. And we do upload some of the shows on our YouTube channel. So you can go to Camp, just go to YouTube and put in Camp Constitution. And the same thing with Podomatic. The Podomatic uh, has not only our shows, but some uh, interviews I've done at other, at other stations or times when I filled in as, guest host, as a guest host. And also some classics uh, by Gary Allen, Alan Stang. Great programming there. So just go to a Potomac, go to Potomac.com and put in Camp Constitution. And we ask you to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel and our uh, Potomac page and share the materials. Download it's a free available free downloads. Well, uh, the show is brought to you by Camp Constitution, which among other things runs a week long family camp. And this year's camp, we hope, will be running from July 19th to the 24th at the beautiful Singing Hills Christian Camp and Retreat Center in Plainfield, New Hampshire, which is about an hour north of Concord, New Hampshire. You visit our website to get more information, campconstitution.net. And, of course, uh, the news, the, really the biggest story making the news everywhere in the world is the coronavirus. And uh, I, I'm in the city of Boston, Massachusetts, and just a few days ago, Saturday, I had to drive down to Lynchburg, Virginia with one of my girls, my daughter is uh, Christina. She's a student at Liberty University, and she flew home for uh, a break, I think like a week and a half. Uh, the flight return, the return flight was canceled, but she, uh, of course, like all colleges, they've canceled their classes, although the, the president of um, Liberty was a little reluctant to do so, thinking that this coronavirus does not affect younger people and it would not, although there's some precautions that should have been taken, didn't think it justified shutting down school of 20 plus thousand. So anyway, it was very uncanny. I drove down, I should say we drove down, we left Saturday morning and driving through uh, Hartford, Connecticut. We wanted to avoid New York City, so we took a little different route we into New Jersey, Pennsylvania. We went through Harrisburg and down into Virginia. And no matter where we were, it was like a ghost town. Uh, very few people were out. Traffic was very light. Uh, restaurants were either t- totally closed or takeout only. Uh, rest- most of the convenience stores were open. Uh, as I'm driving on these various highways, interstates, you see this, the boards, you know, the, the, the signs saying, stay at home, don't go out. Um, and all of the government-owned rest stops were closed. I think a few were open to truckers only, which, of course, makes a whole lot of sense since it's truckers that are bringing the supplies into the city, so you better give them accommodations. And um, 
and again, uh, all of the uh, most of the restaurants were closed. We didn't have any trouble getting gas. In fact, I've hadn't seen gas this inexpensive since probably the 90s when I think for a short time it went under a dollar a gallon. I got some gas just a little bit north of Lynchburg for $1.39 a gallon. So one of the few positive uh, externalities of this um, national emergency, state emergencies. Uh, but there are some positive things. And by the way, I not I know I've heard all kinds of information about the virus that it was created by the Chinese. It was uh, done you know, by the insiders to destroy our economy, to take out Trump. I've heard so many things. I'm not an expert on any of this. Um, things will remain to be seen. The you know the eventual outcome. Although I am convinced that this will not destroy the presidency of Donald Trump. And I believe he's doing some good things. He's also doing some things that I would not think are so good. For example, $2 trillion. Initially, it was a trillion. But when you add uh, all the businesses that would be bailed out and airlines and everybody else, it's going to be a lot more like a trillion. You know when the government says a trillion, you know it's a whole lot more. Some of the good things that he's done is, for example, waived uh, interest on student loans and waived the payments on loans and uh, the income tax uh, pushed that back from April 15th to, I think, July 15th. Um, and a lot of the regulations have been waived to get things to the market. And uh, so these are part, those are good things. And one of the really, I think, maybe a blessing in disguise is that the schools, the government schools are closed, which means millions of children who will be doing school online. Now, of course, if they're getting the same junk they get in the schools online, it's not going to be a lot of, it's not all that positive, but it will get parents thinking, hey, if we can homeschool them, if we can school them online, maybe we should look into homeschooling. You see, 20 and 30 years ago, when homeschooling was, uh, at least the modern era, was kind of new, it was tough for, for uh, if both parents were working, one, one to pay the mortgage and the other to pay the, uh, to pay the taxes. Um, but uh, it was tough. It, just, it was impossible. One parent had to stay home. But today, you have such technological advancements and a lot of businesses are very, very flexible with hours, too. So a parent can you know, go into work at a 1 p.m., work for eight hours while the other parent is homeschooling. But because of the online abilities and because homeschoolers do not have the same rigid schedule as government school, even private schools, you know, up at 6, on the bus at 6.30, in the school by 5 minutes to 7, and then uh, out by 2, and then on another bus and back... Homeschoolers, they sleep in. Sometimes our, our children, sometimes they would do their homeschooling at night. You know, they, so it was very, very flexible. And because you have DVDs and CDs, and then you have totally accredited classes. You have interactive online classes that are totally accredited. And uh, the notion that the young people, uh, homeschoolers, do not get the socialization they need is not true. Now, yeah, there's some examples of shy and withdrawn homeschools, but a lot, a lot of government schools are the same way. It's, it's got nothing to do with the, uh, because of homeschooling. In fact, I think that's quite the opposite. And again, maybe 
20 and 30 years ago, that, that may have been the case, uh, but with homeschool support groups uh, and uh, parents who realize that, like myself and my wife, that the whole country is a classroom uh, and there are other groups, other things that my children did. My son played, uh, went to a chess at the local library, a chess club, but well, it wasn't a formal club, but he learned how to play chess. We had uh, our church-based youth groups. My girls all danced, and you know they went to a dance dance academies, and and they interacted with young people there. Uh, so the the notion that um, homeschoolers are somehow withdrawn that, again that may have been the case 30 years ago, even 20 years ago, but not anymore. Again, that's the exception uh, to the rule. Um, so that's a that's a positive thing. You know, that's that's one of the things we're looking at as a positive thing. So, uh, and I was uh, somewhat tongue-in-cheek saying another thing is all the drag queen story hours have been uh, canceled. Uh, They must be really, especially in Boston, they must be really taking this crisis seriously if they would do something like that. You know, corrupting our children is one of the most important things on the agenda of Marty Walsh. Um, Also, um, in a lot of the states that have declared national emergencies, um, I would say next to all of practically all of them, I think it's just a handful that haven't. Uh, they're, they're banning uh, any type of elective surgery. So if you need a hip, hip replacement, it's going to have to wait. If you need a tonsillectomy, that's probably going to have to wait outside of emergency procedures. But it's interesting in Massachusetts with our uh, left, very far left Republican governor, he considers abortions to be essential surgeries. But in Ohio, I just heard uh, a few minutes ago before I came on the air here, the uh, Ohio governor or uh, attorney general got to have a Planned Parenthood and said cease and desist all abortions Well, you know, for this crisis. Now, that'd be nice if that, that stayed on the books indefinitely, but this is very interesting. This is, um, and I, um, I posted something on, Facebook page, actually something called nextdoor.com, which is sort of a Facebook-like uh, thing where you join up neighborhood organizations. They're all over the country. I'm sure many of the listeners uh, have heard of it or belong to it. And Boston had initiated a plastic bag ban. And in the place of the plastic bags are either the paper bags, which usually rip with them, and you're paying five, you're forced to pay five cents or 10 cents for these things. And usually they rip within, uh, by the time you get to your car, they're usually ripped. Um, so they want you to buy these reusable bags, which of course they're making a nice little profit on. And these reusable bags, and this is long before the coronavirus was known, that they're unsanitary. People have testified, professional people, medical people, just how unsanitary these bags are. Uh, that only a small percentage of people that wash them and they can carry the virus. Now, I don't know of any case where uh, someone came in contact with the bag, got the virus, but they are taking such extreme measures. People are you know, putting these hand sanitizer on their hand every five seconds, people wearing the plastic gloves, people wearing masks. Uh, I'm going to be wearing my, uh, my old army gas mask pretty soon, the, the, the way things are going. But uh, and in fact, uh, New York City uh, is holding off their ban on plastic bags. Let's just hope. Um, and I, I was very happy to see that there are some businesses in New York City that are going to fight the ban. Unlike in Boston, where you have almost people like sheep, sheep-like, 
all the business owners, just whatever the city wants, we'll do, we do, you know, they don't question it. But it's being questioned in New York City, and the city put a, a halt on the ban. Uh, and there was a few other places, I think, that uh, halted the ban on styrofoam cups because styrofoam cups are more sanitary than others and what have you. So some things, you know, make, some good things come, may come out of this after all, but it remains to be seen. Um, I don't know how long the American people uh, will be hunkered down, how long they'll be put on um, you know, limited or even some cases uh, shelter in place. And that's a relatively new term, by the way. The first ter- time I've heard that term, was um, during the Boston Marathon bombing. In fact, uh, the bombing happened on a Monday uh, where they have the Boston Marathon. It's all what they call Patriots Day. Uh, they didn't capture the, uh, the two uh, terrorists, uh, two, the two Sarnoff brothers, uh, radicalized in a mosque that uh, was built on land that was practically given to the Muslims by the mayor of Boston. When I say given, 10 cents on the dollar. And they were radicalized in this mosque. Uh, and anyway, um, but uh, w- when this happened, uh, we, we, had a, we had an event. I was, we were going to have an event um, on the 19th. Now, the Patriots Day falls on the Monday closest to the 19th. So in this case, the 19th fell on the Thursday. The actual Battle of Lexington happened on April 19th, but the Boston Marathon and the events at Lexington and Concord, the reenactments, take, took place that year on the 15th. So I was um, on the 19th. I went to uh, pick up Larry Pratt of Gun Owners of America, who was staying at a hotel near Logan Airport, and we got wind early in the morning that uh, the the terrorists, the two terrorists, there was a shootout in Cambridge and uh, and then shelter in place and my my initial thought was that these uh, cells these Muslim cells were simply just uh, around the st- state around the region were just taking you know taking action on full alert and they'll go around just randomly committing acts of terror uh, that wasn't the case it was just one man they were looking for one scared you know I think he was in his early 20s yeah, one guy can do a lot of damage, but they shut down not just the city, but the whole region for almost a whole day. And so I said, well, I'm going to go get my, uh, go get Larry. And I had a couple of friends with me. And it was like a Sunday morning. Uh, and here it was Thursday, rush hour traffic. It was next to nobody on the road. I mean, it was uncanny. Yeah, so, and then uh, later on that day, it was probably about seven or six o'clock. The shelter in place was off, and they found the guy, a neighbor, a uh, guy that went in his backyard, and there was uh, the Zanoff brother, if you get his first name, hiding under a hit inside a boat that was on a trailer. So, um, uh, again, I don't know how long people would have stayed hidden in their homes, and how long people are going to stay in their homes as the economy kind of crashes. Although I am, I'm optimistic that the economy will rebound quickly. This wasn't a market force that happened. It was, uh, uh, you know, uh, this, this virus is what happened. And uh, it's not like trillions of dollars were somehow um, thrown in the bottom of the ocean and lost. It was, uh, or there was a trillion dollars worth of damage done. It was money not spent. You know, that's how I look at it. And so I think under these circumstances, the economy should come back. Some businesses may not be able to withstand, but others will 
form in their place, and it's really tragic. Our family's been hit a little bit uh, from this, my wife's business, and hopefully we'll be able to uh, survive and make ends meet, but again, that remains to be seen. Um, But there's another thing that happens when you have national crisis like that. Some people work together, some people who may not even talk to each other during the course of the day or in the course of their lives now realize we should help each other. Maybe my neighbor that I, with a Bernie Sanders sign or my neighbor with a Trump sign that I don't want to even look at, all of a sudden, uh, hey, we've got a common interest. You know, all of a sudden, I mean, that's like in a snowstorm, you know, when, uh, after people start talking to each other, hey, do you need some help? So that would be, that's a good, that's a positive thing. But there's people on the left, which is what you expect from people who hate America, people like Hillary Clinton. She's trying to blame the uh, the problem on the president and the lack of response. But quite the opposite was true. And of course, then when he, when Trump says uh, China virus, oh, he, he's a racist. It's racism. Well, um, there was an article I just read here about... Uh, viruses and they name them after their origins and they do that to make it easier to determine you know the, the place what was for numerous reasons and has nothing to do with race but there are people that make everything a racist issue uh german measles for example um hong kong flu um uh spanish well the spanish influenza the reason why they call it the Spanish influenza, I think Spain was one of the last countries where this, where the symptoms came, and uh, it sort of it went around the world. Started here in the United States, I believe, went all around the world, killed millions of people, and then disappeared. And I think the last country was Spain. And so I, I may be wrong in that. I might have to do a little research, but um, that's what they said. They uh, so they call it the. Spanish influenza, the Spanish flu, and it has nothing to do with people in Spain. It wasn't anyone in Spain's problem, you know. So uh, then you have people, uh, CNN and MSNBC commentator, uh, calling from uh, the first lady to have um, to have the virus, and all kinds of other things. Uh, Hillary, uh, there was a reporter. I forget the reporter's name. You want to forget people like this. Reporter was uh, basically baiting Trump. Uh, it's just racist. It's just racism. As, a, as a, again, calling it the China virus. But China should be held accountable. When I say China, I'm talking about communist China. Um, they, uh, they didn't take any action. They waited for the longest time to do anything. Uh, and it wasn't until, I guess, late December that it was even reported. And within a, within a week, even before the Center for Disease Control uh, telling people to be concerned about this. Trump said no, uh, no trips to China for, for Chinese Chinese officials and what have you. And the Chinese are blaming it on our military. See, the China folks, they are not our allies. They are not our the Chinese government. They are our enemies. And oh, and, and the other positive thing, another positive thing that's coming out of this, is uh, the concept of secure borders. And yet another is the idea to be independent, economically independent. You see, the globalists, the internationalists, they love it when you have to, if you make a product in a country, but you have to rely on 50 countries for, for other components of that product, they think it's great. I remember the late John McCain was giddy with delight when 
think uh, there was a, uh, a, milit- a jet that we were uh, under under production or some military, uh, and we had to rely on France for most of the components of this, and he thought this was wonderful. Well, it's not so wonderful when you don't have access to the stuff you need when you need it, and any shortages that we're experiencing will be due to the fact that we've relied on China for so much because of the people uh, with their free trade policies that have been basically destroying uh, and all, not just free trade, but most favorite nation trading status, which is not free. And when I use the term free trade, it's managed free trade, not the classic free trade that uh, the von Mises Institute and those and those those folks believe. This would be free trade. This was managed trade, um, and that's what we have. We do not have a free trade. Uh, we don't have free trade. China, um, you know does what it can, it steals our patents, it, uh, it steals our technology, it sends us tainted products. So it's something like this, well maybe, you know, maybe if we have to pay an extra dollar for a product or for a, for a good or something, it's worth it. We don't have to buy the stuff made in China. And most of the stuff made in China isn't that cheap anymore. It's not like here, made in USA, it's $10, made in China, it's 5 Made in China, it's 10, no, and they don't make it in the United States anymore. But maybe we will start doing that, and that would be a positive thing. And also, borders. Uh, what's the first thing they did uh, with other nations that border communist China? They sealed the border. Can't come in. You know, they don't know what we, we're not going to risk it. We, we, we are interested. We, our major focus is the well-being of our people. Yeah, it's too bad. You have it. We'll help. We could send our t- people in if, if need be. We can send, we even get some people that will donate money to help, to help get medical equipment in and so forth and specialists. But we are going to secure our borders. And, you know, that's what, when you think of it, a quarantine, a self-quarantine is you're putting a border around yourself. And why? Because you have posed a potential risk to other people. Therefore, you can't leave that room of yours or that house of yours for a determined amount of time. So that will show people, yeah, borders aren't such a bad thing when you have no idea of the people coming in. And that's what we did for years. And no one thought it was racist when a boat full of immigrants landed in Ellis Island and before they could actually come into the mainland of New York City and other points of, uh, points of entry, and make sure they weren't carrying communicable diseases. Why? Well, they were trying to protect the people in the country. Isn't that a good thing to do? It had nothing to do with, well, what, we like you or not. In fact, if you have a communicable disease, you're not coming. Unless there's some extreme situation where they're being treated for that and there'd be proper safe, proper safeguards to prevent that, I'm sure. So, uh, so and, and there's another thing. We've got a few minutes left. Uh, I mentioned the homeschool. Uh, we have some great resources that can be used by parents, teachers, educators, and I've noticed we've got a kind of an uptick, and that's the right term, in our, on our Sam Blumenfeld archive. Uh, we have uh, this incredible archive, which I, if you're a regular listener, you know about. We have uh, Sam Blumenfeld's Alpha Phonics. We can use use it on our, on our website. Just go to campconstitution.net. You see a little drop down. So it will say Blumenfeld Archives. Click that. All we need is a an email address and a username, and you have access to <clears throat> hundreds of hours of video, uh, audio, 
<clears throat> Sam's books and his lessons on uh, how to read all 128 lessons. We have his um, lessons on arithmetic, uh, and we also have cursive lessons. And then if you go to our YouTube channel, you can find our various playlists from our years at camp. From I think we go back to maybe 2012 or even 11. We started playlists. Um, I think the first year we had a video guy come, and for some reason the videos, uh, you know, this would be 09. Uh, we had a few from 10 and 11, but we could, took it more serious. And uh, you can get some of our great classes on history, Revolutionary War, U.S. Constitution, Declaration of Independence, and uh, uh, on science, the climate change issues, by going to our YouTube. So there's all kinds of great curriculum that you can use or you can supplement your curriculum. Well, folks, with that, I want to uh, thank you for listening. And I want, I think, I think this is another thing is that people can turn to God and realize that God is in control, sovereign, and we're going to come out of this better than ever. So thank you for listening, and may God bless you until next week. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.